I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville. Hi again. We welcome you back to another installment of the CSRM podcast, and we're joined again today by Pastor Vernon. Vernon went, and we were talking last time about kind of his coming to this integration of faith and sport personally, and then also how they are starting to think about this within the Missouri Synod Lutheran tradition and that denomination. So, Vernon, welcome back. Thank you. We're, uh, we're hoping this time to think a little bit more about this, what we normally call Christmanship. And, and for those of you that are unfamiliar with that term, it's a what we think is a biblical fulfillment of sportsmanship and gamesmanship. And if I might just say, sportsmanship is kind of a humanistic relativism that says you got to play fair. But what does that mean? They never really define it. Be a good winner. Be a good loser. Uh, don't cheat. You know, it's those kinds of things, and yet they only reward winners. Uh, there's no reward for if, if you ever lose or any of those kinds of things in that sports sportsmanship ethic. And yet, we as followers of Christ, we understand that the, a lot of what the sportsmanship ethic, it, it's not all necessarily wrong. It just comes short of fulfillment. But sometimes it devolves into what we've called gamesmanship. And that is to win the game. The ultimate ethic is not to be a good sport, be a good sports person, but to be a winner. And so to gamesmanship, I got to win at any cost, no matter what I have to do to get there. But for those of us that are trying to be disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus in this world of competition and sport, we say Christmanship. A, would Christ compete? B, would Christ compete in every single sport? C, how would Christ perform and play in those sports? So there you have three questions. Start with the first one. Would Christ compete? <laughs> oh, well, going back to the Latin definition of competition, you're probably aware of this already. It's uh, you know, striving together. And so it's, it's bringing out the best in each other, and like a, a Calvin and Hope rivalry, if you know Calvin and Hope and the 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 even basketball teams, yeah. Talk about a rivalry, Calvin and Hope. If you if you got folks don't know that, it, you need to check that out. Had a very good friend whose son played there at Hope and really got into it. Yeah, yeah. So without 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 Calvin, Hope would not be what it is, and without exactly. Hope, Calvin, not be what it is. So they strive together, and they're, they're, they they some of these kids went to the same school. You know, it's a it's a reformed Christian reformed rivalry, but uh, it's a, it's a I was a Lutheran involved in that whole thing, but you yeah. can see the, the, the pushing and the, the striving together and the respect that both teams had for each other. And I think that's what uh, competition is all about. Christian competition in the context 
uh, earlier talked about would Jesus be a you know football player knocking people on the ground? Um, I would go back to uh, what Paul you know the you know some of us have a sensitive conscience and that's that's the uh, you know the meat offered at idols type of thing. It depends on the individual per se, uh, just like listening to different music or uh, you know different things that people have different uh, footballs about. Um, so if you can take Christ on that playing field and, and honor him uh, by knocking your opponent to the ground and, and uh, lifting them up after you knock them down, um, I think that's perfectly fine. I don't think if you're playing within the rules, you're not allowed to you know, paralyze anybody. God forbid that happens on somebody. You know, I feel terrible that happened. But uh, I think there is a uh, there is a tension there between a, a physical contact sport like football or hockey or uh, can you really go out there and be a gladiator for Christ? And that's, um, I guess that's something that I, I advise some of my athletes. If you, you know, maybe you have to choose another sport and if that's, uh, if, it, if it really affects your conscience and your faith, otherwise you're living in a, a, a bipolar type of existence. I'm bringing, I'm bringing Christ off the field, but on the field, I'm taking him off and never mind. And right. So I think, right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and while this is an oversimplification, of the whole thing people have often asked us and said well no competition is evil and i said are you sure because if that is the case that competition is evil you would say then the people that engage in that are sinning right absolutely the response comes back i said how do you deal with what jesus did with satan in the wilderness and all through eternity mm-hmm. and they sit there and they start to mumble and and i'm saying you see it's not that competition is evil because christ competed with the devil and so therefore if it's sinful then then jesus is sinful and we have no redeemer he's no mm-hmm. longer perfect so then we have to understand what we mean by competition and what we mean by sin but it doesn't necessarily mean the competition is evil. Your thoughts about any of that? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, that's that's what God has called us to be. In fact, the Old Testament word for uh, Israel is the God wrestlers. And what a, what a beautiful term. Um, Say that again. Like our, Say yeah, that they, again, because I think people need to hear that. The early, Israel? Yeah. He who wrestles with God, I mean, that's what it comes from. Remember, Jacob wrestled with Jesus all night long, the incarnate Christ. And uh, he named his people that. If you look at the Bible, you're going to be a God wrestler. That means you're going to wrestle with God. And I think there's a there's a beautiful imagery of that. Because not only we, we are striving with God together, as he brings out the best of us. And I think we struggle every day, this side of heaven, in a sinful world. Uh, that's just a beauty that that contact of a wrestler with the incarnate Christ. I'm wrestling with God. Uh, he's freeing out the best in me, and sometimes I he pins me down and <laughs> says I give up. Uh, but I think that's a, a beauty. Uh, I love Jacob. I think it's one of my favorite characters of the Bible. It, it, God loved him in spite of himself, but he really was a striver. And I think you know he stole his brother's birthright. You can go through the whole story of Jacob. Uh, you know, some people you know, he should have surrendered at the end, but I think there's a, a striving that God saw him that he loved that part of Jacob. That's why he, I love Jacob. Um, that's you know, some people have that problem in the Bible. I, you know, I hate Esau. How can he love Jacob? And and uh, 
but I think there's a, a you know, Paul, of course, you know, you can't get behind all his analogies of athleticism, even though Paul may have been short in stature and weak uh, when he appeared, but he appreciated that. And I think that athleticism can be seen in his missionary work. This is just wonderful. This is just wonderful. And people, I, I, I would really encourage you to, uh, to ponder on this thought about wrestling with God, which is obviously competition. And so you can pick more of this up in the books, and I'm sure that the books will come up on the screen, and we'll get to some of what Vernon has written in a little while. But um, now take the next step there, Pastor, and and say, okay, competition is biblically defensible. So then that would include sport. Mm -hmm. Are all sports biblically defensible? Can a Christian get involved in every sport? That's a very good question. So I, I, again, I I would, I would go, (laughs) I would go into, um, if you could take the onion diagram that I, I, I credit Dr. Minkowski for, you know, my my advice. Probably onion diagram is going to come up on the screen if you're watching. So take, yeah, take that diagram just like any pagan culture or American culture and say, what is the worldview, the ultimate allegiance in this particular sport? And can I bring my Christian worldview into this particular sport, knowing this is a predominant worldview of this sport? Just like I bring my Christian faith into the predominant world of America that is becoming more and more anti-Christian friendly. Can it be done? I would say, yes, it can be. But some sports are going to be more struggling than others. And so I, I, I wouldn't put a label on a sport. But again, are you strong enough? And are you able to bring your Christian faith into that sport? If you can't, I would say no. So that's, that's my answer. And, and I love it. It's, it's a great great way to envision all that that we're talking about and i'm sure again that our our guys that are editing this will bring up on the screen the templates and the templates that we've worked out through the years about what what would be the criteria in order for it to be a biblically defensible sport and those templates would include things like is it God honoring? Is it honoring to the Lord's day? Is it honoring to people? Is it honoring? Mm-hmm. And, and so this honor code of can we actually compete in these ways? And, and then there, there are um, a number of things that help us to, to know if these things are biblical or not. And they, and, and they, it is things like, you had said it's got to be all founded on the word of God. And if if we take these and say, what is the ultimate purpose of the game? And if the ultimate purpose of the game, in order to succeed or to win, is anti-biblical, like uh, I'm going to give you fencing. It's really sword play, okay? 
Mm-hmm. Fencing would be very biblically defensible, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple things there. You've got some chain mail or whatever mm-hmm. on you to protect you. And the tips of the of the swords are blunted. But if you and I went into a sword fight with the ultimate goal of me piercing you or you piercing me, ending one of the other's lives, that's probably not biblically defensible. It might be with a war ethic, which moves it out of sport. Yeah. It's still competition, but it moves it out of sport into politics, into war. But just for sport, it gives you an idea that depending upon not only the ultimate goal, but then what are the rules of the sport? And are the rules enforced, et cetera, et cetera? Your thoughts mm-hmm. about these templates? Oh, that yes, have. that's an excellent analogy. I mean, it's just like, um, how do we apply our faith in a sport like you're talking about? And um, some of us... Um, uh, you know, it's kind of like the synchronism when you bring bring a Christianity to a different culture, and all of a sudden they have different, like, um, not to to you know, Basin, but you know, you, you, the Mary cult in Catholic, you know, down in Mexico because they had a, a Mary worship of a um, a lady already. So, hey, oh, Mary, that's it. So, how do you fully integrate your faith in a sport like that uh, without being, um, you know, compromising? And uh, saying that, you know, I'm, I'm going to, this will be my value in this sport because I'm seeing it from this way and you're seeing that way. But if the value is not biblical, I can't condone that. I can't, right. can't really be involved with that. So, uh, yeah, fighting to the death, <laughs> um, as you said, a, a just war context maybe, but fighting to the death in a, 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 is that, I, I couldn't justify that. Absolutely. Now, I want to hold off on that third question. We're going to come back in our next segment and do that. And that has to do with within those biblically defensible sports, what can we do in a Christmanship ethic? Uh, On on the screen, I'm sure is going to come up. If you're interested in these kinds of, of thoughts and these kinds of theologies and even philosophies, you're going to want to get our Christmanship book but Vernon, what have you written give us a little things that you've written okay i've not written a lot as much as you have um in fact i have a tough time getting published sometimes because i'm lutheran so but i did my dissertation was published uh originally by microform uh you know so it's in a, a microform as uh it's a full title. It's the longest title in the history of our seminary. Um, the application of the Christian faith by small college Christian American athletes within the sport of basketball. You would have made uh, a great Puritan back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, are the, just, those are the length of their titles as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was kind of put on the rug of that, but that has been published and now it's available by PDF. Um, uh, if you want a copy, I can even send it to you for free. I, I'm, I'm not interested in making money off it and just want to share. The research that I did, this is published in 2000, so uh, some of the applications are going to be a little outdated. I don't address the transgender and all that stuff, but um, there are some sociological aspects and the biblical aspects that are addressed. And the, the best part of the dissertation were the athletes that I got to interview um, because the quotes are just really yes. spot on. Yes. And I got to interview most of the evangelical schools in the Midwest. So uh, 
uh, even today, uh, you could look at those quotes and they, they would apply for the day too. So I think you get some interesting reading out of that. Um, I uh, uh, published, uh, I guess, self-published some things that my speeches I've done too on sports and Christianity. I can, uh, I think I, I gave you the wrong one. I gave one a short one, but I got a longer one that goes into detail about, uh, which I've done before, the, the theology of sports uh, using the onion diagram. And then um, also I recently published, thanks for asking, <laughs> a book on uh, Melvin McLaughlin, um, which I believe is the greatest shooter I've ever witnessed. And I've witnessed a lot of great basketball shooters in my lifetime. Uh, Rick Mountain, Jerry Seasting, including on TV as well, Steph Curry, and nobody can shoot like Stegger. So uh, if you ever see, if you know Melvin McLaughlin, uh, he's 62 years old right now, and his range is about half court out. You know, and and so um, still doing it today. And uh, the wonderful thing about the book that I got to uh, share is uh, Sugar's Christian testimony. And uh, recently, uh, they're doing a reading initiative with all the kids uh, in Grand Rapids and beyond. So it's a nationwide reading initiative uh, that uh, Misty Pruitt is one of the community members of Grand Rapids putting together. I'm doing a reading guide for the book, and it talks about how Sugar, you know, he had his basketball career was disappointing too in a sense. Uh, so I, I, I can relate to him, but I can't play like him. Uh, so there's a little parallel. My, my, my testimony is in the book too, a little bit shorter book. Uh, but if you want to read uh, a story about a, an athlete who still has the joy of sports, uh, Sugar's probably a role model for that. Just like Phil Jackson wrote a, a book about sacred hoops with Michael Jordan being the role model. I would say Sugar would be a role model of the joy of sports. So there's a few things that um, I'm trusting have come up on the screen as you're watching this, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, on your daily commute in your car or you're out riding your bike or on the treadmill or what have you, um, you could kind of fast forward if you wanted to go through the video and, and get that, or you can just contact us at CSRM and there'll be some connection points there to get you these particular things that, that pastor went has, uh, authored and we we it's, it's, a, it's an audio form too so a lot of people oh wow good yeah, yeah. very good so we'll make that available to everyone and we do hope that you would avail yourselves of these because again for those this is primarily geared to those who are local church sports and rec fitness ministers mm-hmm. you're wanting to figure out how do we communicate this christmanship ethic to your people here's another solid thinker that is giving you some insights here that we really would recommend to you. Well, we're winding down on this segment and I I want us to come back next time. And I want us to explore. Now we've talked about is competition itself, biblically defensible. We briefly showed why we thought that was. And we said, are all sports, are they biblically, biblically defensible? And we're saying, possibly uh, depending upon how the rules are, but they at least have to go through these templates that we've mentioned that have come up on the screen. So when we come back, let's then dive in and your passion is more basketball. And so we'll ask the question about would Jesus foul if he ever played in a game of basketball? And so we'll answer that question on the next podcast. Thanks for joining us. Pastor Went, thanks to yeah. all for watching. 
The CSRM Podcast is a production of CSRM and their production house, Overwhelming Victory. Dr. Greg Lindell is the executive producer, and Scott Stedman is the associate producer and editor. To learn more about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about Overwhelming Victory, visit overwhelmingvictory.org. The CSRM Podcast is the flagship member of the podcast network, Overwhelming Victory Radio. For more information on Overwhelming Victory Radio, or to listen to our partner podcasts, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash OV Radio. For CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a 